hey out there in Facebook land. Hello, lovely Max. It is, uh, you know, Mom Jones and Miss Bradley here delivering another coffee chat with you. Uh, wait a minute, where did she go? Did you mute yourself? You, mute, you muted yourself. I didn't mute you. I didn't mute you. Okay, I'm mute. Yeah, okay, it said host yeah, muted. I didn't, I swear to you, I didn't. I didn't mute you, not yet, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> not yet. I know I'm a Georgia fan, but you don't have to do me like that, Sybil. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that bulldog, that bulldog fan. <laughs> y'all, let me tell y'all, so, um, hope here, Matt Hope online. We still haven't officially met. We haven't officially met, but other than chatting online, and all was good until one day she said she was a Georgia Bulldog fan. I had to give her the side eye because I'm a volunteer, Tennessee Vols. But you didn't too much coming. It was too late. You were too far in. <laughs> right? Yeah. I had. You know. I was like, I'm a. I'm a keeper around. I'm a keeper around. Keeper around. <laughs> So um, we are here, we're gonna chat with you guys today. I have the phone up so I can check any comments that may come through. I usually miss those sometimes because the struggle is real. Um, we are recording this, so if you are watching the recording on YouTube or on a Facebook page, um, hello, just bear with us because I don't edit, you get real raw and random up in here. So let's go ahead. I'm going to read Hope's bio, and then she's going to just dive in and tell us more about her fabulous self. All right. So Erica Hope, right? Let me, let me first, let me address this. Hope, I call her Hope. So when I saw Erica, I was like, who the heck is Erica? I was confused. I was so confused. And so I'm like, okay. All right. Erica's the business side. Oh, 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 okay. 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 <laughs> well, we're going to have hope today. <laughs> exactly. I'm just extra enough. I need two names. <laughs> so, Erica Hope Bradley is a military spouse advocate, nonprofit leader, freelance writer, and public speaker. She's passionate about raising the awareness of the mental health challenges dependents face and removing the stigma. So, Tell us, Miss, I don't know, Miss, Miss Erica. <laughs> We're going to go I'm the professional side right now, y'all. So I apologize for any noise, but we're in the South on the front porch at my mama's house. So if y'all hear Harley's drive by, just ignore it. You know, I have my, my big Southern hat and I'm front porch sitting. That's only right when you're in South Carolina. This is, this is tradition. <laughs> So I have um, to turn my volume up. Hold on, girl. Let me turn my volume up. Okay. Let me turn my volume up so I can hear you. Because you know I think I'm getting old. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just me. Um, I have kind of been saddened by the decline of community, really, in the military space. Uh, we've been in for 13 years, and I feel like it's not the same. Uh, we are not 
as proactive about loving on each other and being real with each other and being there for each other as we used to be. And I don't know if it's just the new digital age of everything where we feel like we're connected digitally so much that we forget that sometimes people just need a hug. Um, Sometimes people need to see your face in real life and be able to look into your eyes and know that you understand what they're going through. And so I feel like a lot of that is missing in society in general, Mm -hmm. um, but also just really specifically within the military community where we really need community. We really need each other. And we need to be honest about the fact that we need each other. Mm -hmm. We need to be honest about the things that we go through. Um, You know, it's all good to go to the command functions and have everything put together and, and be, you know, Miss Military Spouse or Mr. Military Spouse and and act like you've got it all under control. But we all know sometimes when you go home and close the front door at night or close your bedroom door at night after you put the babies to sleep, it's a different story. Um, And you're, you're stuck alone with your reality and, and the possibility of facing however many more days it might be by yourself. And um, that can be scary and that can be hard. So I just really want us as a military community to be honest and transparent with each other and then to love on each other and and give each other a little bit of grace and, and be able to say, Hey, I've been there before and it's not easy. And it's okay that you feel like this. You're entitled to this. You're entitled to struggle with this because everybody does no matter, no matter what we put on Facebook or our social media about how we've got everything together and whatever. The struggle is real. (laughs) It is real. Yeah. So I just, (laughs) I want, I want people to, to own that and to be honest with each other about that and to extend some grace to other people. So as you said, you've been a military spouse for 13 years. When did you come to terms with knowing that you needed community? Was it at the very beginning or... So at the very beginning, I had community and it was amazing. So we, our first duty station was in Hawaii and anybody that's been like Hawaii or overseas knows that the, the culture is a little bit different there. Like you, you're almost forced into that community, whether you want it or not, because if you're not local, you're military. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of times it's very good because the community is proactive there to kind of reach out and be there for each other. Um, and so I didn't even know I needed community, but the people around me did. Mm-hmm. And so I would have, you know, my friends, when my husband left for training, um, I would have my friends come and just knock on my door. They, they hadn't seen me in three or four days at play group or at the different activities that I used to go and do. And so they would just show up and knock on my door and be like, excuse me, miss, <laughs> where you been? What's going on? Like what do we need to do? Um, and so I didn't even know I needed it, but I definitely needed it. Cause I would just kind of get in a slump and just kind of get Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Someone's ringing my doorbell. Carbo. Hold on. Someone's <laughs> ringing my doorbell. I'm sorry. My TV. Hold on. <laughs> Carlos strikes again. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. 
That was my husband. Carlos strikes again. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't even know that I needed that. And it was, it, it was given to me early on. And then the further I got along into, into all the things, um, you know, I've birthed baby without him. I've married loved ones without him. I have, um, sat on my couch and watched the ship that he was on on fire in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on CNN. <laughs> oh. Um, and not heard from anybody for 16 hours after the fact. Um, I've gotten Facebook updates about search and rescue being done on, on ships he was in during the, the Seventh Fleet summer when that was the crazy, the Fitzgerald and the McCain had their accidents. Um, so it's been a it's been a challenging road and um it really has been my friends that have gotten me through some of that uh because when you you can't when you're so far away from family and you're on different time zones and you can't necessarily call your mama at 3 a.m which i love my mama and we're best friends and i thank god for her um and you don't want to put the burden on your service member of all of the stress that you're experiencing at home, whether it's parenting or whether it's personal stuff, um, those friends are, are life. Like they're my sisters and they will be my sisters. You know, we'll be seven years old sitting in nursing homes, <laughs> texting each other gifts and talking about the time we did craziness in South Japan. <laughs> you, said, you said when you're 70 in the nursing home, how much is a 70 grown doll? 70, we gonna still be out here, you know, ripping and running. This That's true. true. Okay, 80 and 90. That's right, 80 and 90. And 70, we'll be in Vegas on the strip. <laughs> so, I hope. What? <laughs> What right. piece of advice would you have for a new military spouse when it comes to community? Um, because I will tell you, when I became a military spouse, I did not want anyone. I felt like I didn't need. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't need military spouse friends. I didn't want military spouse friends because there was idea that I, first of all, I knew nothing about military life. Right. Right. But only what I heard, which was always the great uh, part of, of having connections with the military spouse world. So I went in, I don't want to be friends. Like I just need my civilian friends and my family, which like you said, we're thousands of miles away. So really just been by myself. So what advice would you have for a new spouse who is entering this world and has that idea of, I don't need to be involved with the military spouse community? So I understand that. I get that. Um, I think we've all had experiences where we've been burned. We've been hurt. Um, We've been disappointed. We've been talked about. Um, and there is that stigma of 
of the military spouse community where we're just can act like mean girls, if you will. Um, but honestly, that's, I feel like women in general, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, some, some women just never leave high school and they just always act, behave like that. So you have to be, I'm not saying just go be friends with everybody. You definitely have to be selective and you definitely have to protect your energy. But I, I feel like that is a, that is a staple of womanhood period. Like you find out who is worth it and who, um, so that's my thing. There's different seasons for different life and different relationships for different purposes. So there have been in relationships in my life where the people have poured into me and have loved on me. But at the same time, I have been pouring into somebody that maybe necessarily I wouldn't, I wouldn't befriend because I would think, oh, they're messy and they're whatever. But when I stepped back and looked at it, I was like, well, you know, people probably could have said the same thing about me five or ten years ago mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so maybe I just need to give her a chance and maybe she just needs somebody to love on her and somebody to pour into her right now maybe she's just in this season of life where it's just hard and she doesn't know what to do with it and I can help her mm -hmm. so I think it's important to have have both of it like I, you need somebody who's on like equal terms with you where y'all are really pouring into each other and walking through the same you know, or similar seasons of life where you can really relate with each other and stuff like that. But I also think as seasoned spouses and even as maybe new spouses that just have a little bit better grip on like life and personal experience and a worldview that might be different from somebody else. Like we can teach each other stuff too. There's, you know, and I've, and I have women come to me and say, you know, thank you for, for that. Cause nobody, took the time to tell me that or nobody took the time to show me that or whatever so I think you know you have to also be willing to to love on some of the people that maybe seem a little bit unlovable mm -hmm. I'm not saying let them in and let them know about all the all the things and whatever but at the same time you can still be kind like it doesn't take anything to be kind to somebody and to to love on somebody a little bit so I think it's just a military spouses are going to understand you in a way that nobody else will. Your family is not going to understand you like that. Your civilian friends aren't going to understand you like that. They're just not, it's just not, it's a different life experience. It's a different reality. And mm -hmm. so you're going to need those people at, at some point or another, it might not be right off, mm -hmm. but you're going to hit, you're going to hit a season of life whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your parenting, whether it's in your desire not to be a military spouse anymore. I mean, there's been times where I'm like, I wish he was done. I'm done with this. I'm done. I want to wash my hands, like whatever. And then had to have people come along and say, well, look at all the, the great things. Like, yeah, there is this, this craziness and this whatever, but look at all the blessings and kind of help me see the silver lining in that. Mm -hmm. And so I, eventually you're going to need them. Just yeah. be open. Yeah. Cause that was, I remember, um, for us, our very first TV station was Kings Bay, Georgia. Kings Bay, Georgia. Um, and 
I was like, nope, I'm not talking to anyone. I, I didn't need to be in my house. We had two dogs at the time. Uh, we were young and, you know, wet and, and living life. And he left. And I was like, huh. Oh, okay. Um, now what? And yeah. there were questions that I had that, as you said, my civilian friends did not know. They, they didn't have the answer. And uh, so it was like, okay, let me, let, me, let me go ask these spouses over here about this. And I try to keep everybody at arm's length distance, um, but I actually made my very best, and I don't even want to just call her my best male spouse friend there, but one of my best friends who became like a sister to me there. And uh, we're, we were the same age, but her husband had been in a little bit longer because uh, Marcus was yes, and her husband was right out of high school. So right. Marcus had done college and then went to OCS. So she had she knew more of the room. And she just kind of took me in under her wings and because I, you know, I'm like, girl, I don't know what this is. What are they talking? Acronyms. That was the whole thing. What are they talking about? And she was there with me for you know, entering that life. She was there with me when I had my first daughter. Um, we remained friends. She unfortunately passed away unexpectedly. And I still to this day remember everything that she shared with me. Uh, she was mean to me. <laughs> you know, she she gave me tough love. But um, I look back on all of that, and I and I think about how I originally felt. Like I don't want a military spouse friend. Like these women are. I, I'll say it. I thought crazy because <laughs> you know I, I didn't understand the life, and now here I am, eighteen. I've been with my husband for eighteen years. Uh, and I'm now that military spouse that, you know, people probably look at crazy. Wild. I'm wild for it. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we need, we need that love. Don't hug me. Don't hug me. Don't hug me. I'm from the But I'm not a So, is there anything that you are working on to the military spouse community? So, ah, <laughs> it's I'm in that transition period. You know, every time we move over, we have to start over. It feels like um, it's not oh, as how bad. Many have you PCS? For, and for Sorry. our civilian friends, that means move. Just you, just pack up and move somewhere. So we just finished our eighth one in 13 years so you see folks so so to our civilian watchers um that's a part of military life that people are unaware of 
they know that we move but i believe a lot of times they don't really realize how often it is and all the the ins and outs because a lot of times you have spouses who make that move alone and you just did a whole move yeah. cross country hello in the, in the middle of april in the middle of covid shut down with three kids by myself yeah so that was definitely one for the books now i'm like whatever y'all can move me wherever now <laughs> for sure <laughs> so um i am just really working on being able to tell my story my story and share my story um i am a survivor of military domestic violence my first husband was um in the army national guard and was very abusive and um Thank God I got out of that situation and was uh, able to survive that. And then I reconnected with my high school sweetheart um, who had recently joined the Navy when we reconnected. And I was like, oh no, not this again. <laughs> <laughs> so um, here I am. A, a military wife again that been married to him for 13 years um but we like i said we were high school sweethearts so we've known each other for 20 plus years um and been in each other's lives for 20 plus years he's my oldest daughter is his um he was playing football at a military college in georgia and i was at a college right down the street and we had our daughter at 20 super young uh weren't ready for that yet so kind of parted ways and then the rest is history we god brought us back together so nice. it's been it's been a it's been a journey i definitely have a unique kind of story and experience life experience so i just want to really reach the younger military spouses um especially those that are struggling with like mental health issues because i did struggle with ptsd after um, leaving my abusive marriage for several years and it was probably really complicated by um, the military lifestyle by the frequent deployments where I was left by myself um, by the moves by just the stress the stress that that can be added to our plate uh, I think probably made my PTSD a little bit worse and then the fact that I didn't seek help for it I didn't um, acknowledge it even within myself, I don't think, because I was so worried about appearances. Okay. I was so busy trying to be completely put together. And like my kids had to be put together at all times, like, um, and just appearing on the outside, like I had everything together. I, you know, I was, I had worked and I was PTO mom and I was on the FRG board. And like, I wanted everybody to always think like, Hope has it together, like she is, yes. Yes. And then I went home at night and was like a basket case. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's important that we communicate that with the younger spouses that are coming in, that it's okay to feel this way and that there are resources to get you help. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and don't wait till it's too late. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I'm, my heart has been completely broken by recent news. Um, you know, Blue Star families, they put out their, their military survey and it said that two thirds of military families don't feel like they have somebody that they could ask for a favor. Um, that broke my heart mm-hmm. to think that there are that many people that feel isolated and alone mm-hmm. just disappoints me and upsets me. And it tells me that we're not doing our job mm-hmm. um, as, se- as seasoned spouses and as um, command leadership, if you will, mm-hmm. to really like take care of our people. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, mission first is the military mentality, but the mission can't come first if the families aren't being taken care of. Mm-hmm. And it's our job as the community to fill those gaps and to take care of our community. Uh, there are brothers and sisters, and we are supposed to kind of fill those gaps for them. So that's really what I'm passionate about. Um, and then also raising the awareness that it is like mental health is a thing for us too as dependents. Like everybody talks about veteran suicide, and there's tons of initiatives for that, and there needs to be. That, that is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm encouraged to see all of the work that's happening in that space. But I feel like spouses and our children are being left out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. And after a nation at war for the last 18 plus years, um, the moves and the op tempo, which is the frequency of deployments, has taken its toll on our, our families. Yeah. Um, and so we're kind of suffering in silence and not really having those conversations in the dependent community and we need to have those conversations. Yes. I agree with you 100% because I know, you know, I've, I've met, I've met several spouses that, you know, just in conversation in in a very informal um, conversation, they'll say things and it's like, huh, have you, gone to talk with someone professionally like because there's a there's a difference of you realizing that there are stressors and you just need to get certain things off your chest and that may be some self-care that may be hanging out with friends whatever but then there's other things that it's like oh wait a minute this is a little more than a friendship can help Right. And and I know every duty station we've gone to, I do not recall there ever being anything available mm-hmm. for me as a dependent. Right. It's everything is getting my husband checked in, which yes, he has to get ready and go, but there is the only time and when we went to japan we had our sponsor but that's another military spouse greeting you helping you connect we had a good sponsor it took care of us i know sometimes i hear people say they don't have we had a great one like we had food waiting for us all that good stuff but i just remember seeing a lot of families come in and they're their spouse deploying right away. That's what happened with my husband. You know, we got there, we were in the lodge, he had to go, and I'm like, wait a minute, we're in a foreign country, I gotta move 
and the, my kids were little then. So I'm like, what? I don't even know how to drive. Like, what side of the road am I driving on here? But there wasn't anything available. And I would see, you know, women, and I say women because I noticed the female spouses more so than the men spouses um, come in, and some of them would just, like, their whole world was just flipped upside down. And it's like, there's nothing. I mean, we went through the AOB classes to get custom to the country, but there was nothing there telling you where to go to seek help. And right. as you mentioned about having that appearance, you have to, and it's like, no, no, there's been times I've cried in the shower, you know, I walk out the door, I'm good, because you got to get your life together. But there have been times that you go, and you're just like, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. But everyone's stress level is different, the way everyone responds. Because I know for myself, I'm more of, it's time to go, let's go. Yeah, I, I get excited. I get excited when, when it's time to move. Uh, deployments don't really save me too much either, but I always, like when we were in Japan, I found my tribe. Yeah. Right. Um, unfortunately, my tribe member was a Bama fan. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I found my people that were there and, and you know, the kids, um, you know, and, and I think with military spouses, you have, so my husband hates when I say this, but I'm saying it. I say this about friendships in general. You have your good girlfriend, you have your acquaintances, and you have your hoe. You know, my husband is like, whoa, what? <laughs> a friend of mine from college said that to me many, many moons ago, and I was really confused by it. I was like, what? What? And it was your good, good girlfriends that when you just had those days that you just needed to cry, you needed someone to just unload on. That's what they were for. Your acquaintances, they knew you, and you might unload on them in the beginning. Because it's still fresh, and so you're you're not really at your breaking point. But because I struggled with that one when she told me that one, I was like, what? And it was there's people in your life that they're not really there to know everything about your life, but they are to keep you busy. So it's just like you have, and again, this is when we were in college. You have your hoe, your shopping hoe. You have your eat out. <laughs> I was like, oh. So when we move places, when we move places, I figure out who is my, and sometimes it's just that duty station good, good girlfriend. That don't mean you're a lifelong good, good girlfriend. You may just be that duty station good, good girlfriend. My wings are and who my hoes are. We all have hoes, and we're all a hoe. Like, I'm just, just saying it. Somebody is cringing right now because I'm saying this. all are. We all are, military or not, we all are. And it is okay because you have, that's your purpose. And our last duty session, I had to check. I was like, whose hoe was I? 
I was a few people problems, but you know what? I was okay with that because when they were having a bad day, they knew I can call Sybil to go out to lunch because she won't want to eat. So we're going to go eat, we can have fun. And I had, I had the same, I would call to eat and it brightened up my day a little bit so i mean you know that's just a little bit of advice for any military anybody that's watching if you you know need to get out the house and they ain't necessarily a good good girlfriend it's okay you can still call them up to get out the house and brighten your day a little bit yeah and self-care is so important too i think that's another thing we miss out on is as moms and wives and we just feel like oh that's selfish like i can't go do that right now because that's selfish girl go do it you better go do it nobody's going to look i am selfish i am selfish i don't have a problem with telling you that i am selfish uh i am a firm firm, firm believer in this um this is military this is non-military whatever Myself and my husband, yes, we run very tight race because if I'm okay, he's okay. Yep. Then our children. Then the rest of my family, then my friends, then then my business. Carlos is up in there too with, with the children because I, I, he don't let you forget about him. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, I have to make sure that I'm good. I take time every day. People laugh at me, but I take between 15 minutes to one hour every day for me. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I don't care. No one's bleeding. Everyone's good. It's time for me to get my life together. That doesn't count for shower time. I know a lot of times with moms, you know, we're like, well, if we just get, no, 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 no. That's a necessity in life. So that doesn't count for me as, as me time. That is just, I got a shower today because I don't want to be funky. But me time is literally just sitting down and I'm going to put myself first. That is something I have always done. That was something my grandmother is 98 years old. And when I first got first started having kids, she said, don't you forget about yourself. Yep. And she always said that to me. And that is what I have stuck with all my life. I am selfish. Anybody meet me, I'm selfish. <laughs> it's not selfish, though, because we can't pour from an empty cup. Like, you just can't. Like, exactly. if you're not good to you, you can't be good to anybody else. So we got to remember, just as, as, women in general like mm -hmm. it's okay it's okay to say i need a minute it's okay to say i'm going out to lunch with a girlfriend like i was joking <laughs> with my mama yesterday because my teenagers girl they just been something else i'm like lord these teenagers i don't know how i'm gonna survive these teenagers <laughs> so i was joking with my mama the other day because my husband's telling me he's gonna be back which I'm not holding my breath 
because we all know how that goes. Right. They say they're going to be back one time and then they're back. They're not back till like three months later. But anyway, I was like, well, I hope he does get back on such and such date because I'm leaving. And it's, <laughs> it's a couple days before school starts and I don't even care. Like, I'm, he's going to come in with his sea bag and I'm going to be leaving. When and you're like, like, I'm like, like okay. Oh. <laughs> good luck have fun bye-bye you get you some because you don't ever have to deal with this part of stuff so it's your turn yeah these teenagers are going to be the death of me you know what the teenage parenting phase oh my gosh so like we're like way off topic but that's okay we we rub we rub that's how we roll um we're like random but um <laughs> we didn't have a topic like like when i do these we just like vibe off of whatever but um you know i remember when the girls because i have three teenage um, one one preteen and i remember when they were young i was like oh my gosh like i am just so tired like what is going on here older I'm still tired. Different kind of tired, right? Because now they mentally drain you. Why would you say that? And and you're like, are you sure you're my child? <laughs> right? And then sometimes I'm like, am I supposed to like her? Because I don't like her. Like, I don't even like my child, and I hate saying that, but I'm like, I love her, but I want to choke her. Like, yes. I don't know. I, I'm not supposed to feel this way about my kid. Yes. Well, I told, I did tell my the other day, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't like you right now. I said it, right? Like, how you're thinking it. Yeah, I called, and my husband looked at me, and he was like, He's just like you. He's just like you. And I'm like, well, I don't like my stuff today either. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my problem too, Sybil. She's just like me. Yeah. It's scary. Yes. You gotta love them. You gotta love them. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you this final question before we head out. Okay. I want you, because you know, Mamas and Coffee's message is all about empowering women to always go the wrong way. So let me make sure. Well, actually, I have it on the cut. I don't know if it's backwards. Is it showing backwards? It might be showing backwards. Yeah. It is showing backwards. Well, okay, so I had it printed backwards, so it would show on the screen the correct way. But that's when I was doing the live straight from Facebook, which flipped it. But now I think doing it from Zoom. I need to print it the correct way so it's flipped. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. Um, so our message is know you be you love you, right? So I want you to tell us one thing you love. About myself? That you love about yourself. Yes. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before I before you answer that. I know you have done another interview somewhere recently where you were talking about your, your past life. 
Do you, is that on, is that public? It's on independent in it's the on, wellness, in the wellness lounge. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I would love to, I would love to have you come back. Okay. And, and talk about that if you are comfortable. Yeah. Doing that. Okay. Um, but I also, I will also give Max uh, a, a teaser of doing it with independent. I've done some stuff with independent and I thought that's where it was, but I wasn't sure. But I would love um, to have you, because I think that that is an important topic to talk about. And I think sometimes it's one of those um, we don't talk about. But I think it's important to hear that. So if you are willing to do that, would love to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. All right. But she was, she got excited about the, what you love about yourself. I like that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Tell us, tell us. Girl, I'm walking into my greatness. There's something about like, after you turn 35, you're just like embracing all the things. Like, yeah. No, girl, you said, 30, you said 35. Girl, you're still a young chicken. No, I'm old. I'm old. I'm saying after you turn 35. Oh, after you turn 35. <laughs> I'm not giving away my age now. Well, look, 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 I, look I, when people ask me how old I am, I say it loud and proud. Because I look, because I'm like, I'm looking good. I'm looking good for my age. You do look good. You look yes, good. You, you do. Look you look good. I think you look good. That's why when you said 35, I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I was wrong. Okay. All right. Go now, ahead. You're right. <laughs> okay oh goodness so i love my past as broken and as crazy and as messy um and as many mistakes as i made i love being able to look back on that and see how god used it to make me who i am today and and also how he uses it to give me a heart for people that other people might not necessarily have a heart for. Um, I'm able to really extend some grace and some understanding into some hard places with some hard people mm -hmm. because of the things that I've, I've been through. And so it took me a long time to get to this point to where I just fully embrace it and, I, and I'm willing to talk about it and I'm willing to share. Um, but now that I'm here, I see all the ways that the, the broken pieces have made this beautiful collage of life. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, will, I'm able to give other people hope. With your name, Hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Hope for joining us today and we look forward to having you back i'm gonna look real quick to see if there's any questions uh you said, appreciate you sharing what a journey being in military life but you two are so real and i love it um just a couple other comments people said hey 80 and 90 Oh, I think we were talking about the age, been, been old on the strip. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So thank you, Hope, for joining us today. And thank you. I look forward to having you back because I do think that is a message that we need to hear um, as as military spouses and just as women in general because I, I do think that there are women who are in that position and they don't don't know what to do, how, how to get out. Um, and even for women who are not, because I know there have, there have been times that I've asked, well, why, did you, why would you stay, you know, and not really understanding um, everything that, that goes on or, you know, the, the thought process, the mental process and everything. So, so yeah, so thank you. And thank you for sharing your story and your hope, <laughs> your hope <laughs> to the world and to the max. And I, you know, I do have to say boo, boo to the bulldogs. <laughs> I love you anyway, girl. But I need to check that football schedule because, you know, I won't talk to you that week at all. <laughs> think you gonna have the nerve to pull up that cup. <laughs> She just don't know. That is dang. You walk in the danger zone. Danger zone. <laughs> I, you know what? I have a child that is interested in going to Georgia. Yay! I was like, that's a negative. <laughs> You'll have to wear red and black. It'll look good on you, Sybil. Mm. <laughs> I mean, my colors are red, white, and black. But I ain't wearing no bulldogs. <laughs> Mm. Woo! Oh, look, that just hurt. But look, that's why I have on my orange. You see, I got my little orange on today. <laughs> but anywho, thank you very much for joining us. And I am going to log off. I will keep it on. I'm going to log off here on Facebook. I'm going to keep it on. Then I'll say goodbye to you after I shut it all the way down. Hopefully, I don't lose me. Lose you because. <laughs> I did it before, like, you know. I'm learning, girl. The girl will be real good time. <laughs> All right, girl.